When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. And welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. That's Tell Me Something Good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, listen, I'm excited and I'm happy to be here today. And I'm glad that you are joining the show wherever you are. You know how I would like to do it, guys, before we get started, guys. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? That's your shout out. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, Nicole and I just got through celebrating last week our 10th wedding anniversary, and it was amazing. Oh, we were so happy. We had so much uh, fun uh, spending time with one another. It was absolutely amazing. So, I'm glad, Nicole, that you stuck around. It's only going to get better. Guys, you know how I like to do it. Before we get started, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. There it is, right there on your screen. Guys, uh, I say this each week, each time I come on, and I mean this with all sincerity. In a very short time, uh, this show has taken off. And it's being heard in places all around the globe, places like Egypt, uh, Thailand, Switzerland, just to name a few. And, of course, right here in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, guys, I'm so excited that you're joining the show and you're kind of clicking in. So thank you for coming on. Now, if this is your very first time tuning into the show, your very first time being here, thank you. 
for joining the show tonight. I appreciate you. Your presence is very encouraging to me. And maybe, maybe you said, Travis, man, I've been watching your show since day one, and I love it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, it's because of you that the show keeps getting better and better. And guys, TMG is going to have a brand new look. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I wanted to roll it out tonight, but I said, nope, not going to do that. Uh, but guys, uh, I'm excited about what TMG is doing. It's stretching its arms into greater things. And guess what? Guys, you are here. What's up, David? How you doing, my man? Glad you guys are here tonight. Oh, man, TMG is doing things. Deidre, what's going on, guys? Glad you're here. Thanks for streaming tonight. Guys, uh, you know how we like to do it. Um, TMG has some sponsors, right? We have some affiliate sponsors. And I want to go ahead and get the business of TMG out of the way. Uh, when we come back, guys, we'll jump right into the show. But before we do, I do want to make this announcement. Everybody knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration uh, with everyday people uh, like you and like with myself. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to share and would like to come on the show, drop us an email. It's right there on your screen. That's tellmesomething21 at gmail.com. And if you're going to go back and watch this letter, you said, Travis, I can't see the screen. Okay, I got you covered. It's T-E-L-L, me something, 21, at gmail.com. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and roll the very important information from our affiliate sponsors. One of our affiliate sponsors, guys, uh, is Walmart. That's right. Walmart is an affiliate sponsor of TMG, Tell Me Something Good podcast. And so is fanatics.com. Guys, what you're going to do is I'm going to place a special link in the chat right now. So if you see me looking to the side, that's just in the chat. Uh, guys, I'm going to place a special link in the chat for both Walmart and fanatics.com. What I want you to do, guys, is this. Uh, I want you to go on and shop. And I want you to shop using the special links that I'm placing in the chat. In, a, in the chat. Uh, what's up, David, man? How you doing? Hey, look, David, I know you got an uh, engagement coming up later, man. I'm absolutely going to view that and watch it. So uh, when it comes up, I'm all in, bro. I'm at. So, guys, I'm going ahead and run these clips. Run this ad. When we come back, it's going to be time for the show. There it is. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Guys, uh, please visit the links. They are already in a chat to visit the affiliate sponsors. Click on the link, do some shopping. Thank you. I appreciate you, everybody. Guys, if you did not catch today's topic, it's going to be called The Line in the Sand. Yeah, I know you're trying to figure out where I'm going with this. Hold on for the ride because this is a very good topic. I was uh, researching and studying this topic, and it helped me. Uh, typically, when I share things and share stuff, it helps me just as much as it helps you. At least I hope it does. But tonight's topic, guys, is the line in the sand. Now, uh, I know, I know, this kind of up top of my head, I know I can't be the only person 
that has ever watched a movie or television program and saw kids arguing. Oh, you saw kids arguing or you saw some young adults arguing with their teenagers or in middle school or even some adults. I've seen the shows where even adults were kind of arguing and one of them, one of the individuals, whoever it was, didn't matter. One of the individuals, or at least one of the individuals who thought they were stronger than the other person, right? At least the bully would, right? So at least the stronger one, uh, they would kind of draw a line in a dirt, maybe with their foot and, or with a stick, and they would dare the other person to cross the line. Has anybody other than me done that? Put it in chat if you've seen that. If you've seen somebody kind of draw a line in the sand, I dare you to cross this line. Or if you come across this line, this is going to happen. Or if you come across this line, that's going to happen. Or maybe, maybe you've done it. Has anybody that's watching right now or listening, have you ever kind of drawn a line in the sand and told somebody, I dare you to cross this line? You're not, you, you, I, you, you're not big enough to cross this line. Have you ever seen, I know I have, and I get it. I know I'm dating myself a little bit by saying that. But have you ever seen someone kind of draw a line in the dirt, maybe with their foot, and dare the other person? Yeah, look, David said he's done it. I'm with you, man. I've done it, too. And I'm, listen, man, I'm about 170 pounds soaking wet, and I call myself doing it, too, right? Come on. I've done it, man. And so you kind of draw this line in the dirt, and maybe with your foot or with a stick, you kind of, dare somebody to kind of cross it. And I know, man, I just dated myself. Oh, yeah, Deidre, same thing, man. My sisters used to do that all the time to me. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a sibling thing. Uh, so I think a lot of us have done this before. I do. I think a lot of us have either experienced it personally or seen someone do it to someone else or even watched it on TV. But things, again, I grew up in a different time, but Things are so different now, though, right? Aren't they? Things are so different now. Uh, I grew up in a time where when someone confronted you or wanted to confront you, sometimes they would draw a line in the sand and dare you to cross it. I, I remember those days, but I really do. But things get handled so differently now. Th things are just handled so differently now. A, a lot of people don't really have uh, conflict resolution skills, so things kind of escalate quickly and they kind of get out of hand. A am I right? They just get out of hand uh, kind of quickly uh, because of lack of uh, conflict resolution skills. And before you know it, uh, something terrible happens. Uh, what about you? H have you ever have you ever felt challenged by something? I'm just going to ask you a question. Have you ever felt really, I'm talking really, really challenged by something? Like, it was so challenging, it was almost as if it was a bully to you. Have you ever felt something that was challenging to you and it was almost like it was bullying you. It was almost like it was daring you. Have you ever felt really challenged 
by something. I, and you know what I'm talking about, where you felt like you wake up in the morning and the pressure of it was there. You go throughout the day and it was still there. Things just get handled so differently. And have you ever, and when you felt this way, when things were challenging you like this, let me ask you this question. How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel like, oh man, I'm the best in the world, but it was challenging you. It was this bully. How did it make you feel? Begin to type some of those things in chat about how it made you feel when this thing felt like it was just bullying you throughout the day it was on your mind. When you went to bed at night, there it was. When you woke up the next morning, there it was. Have you ever, let me put it this way. Have you ever been bullied by something? Not necessarily a person, but have you ever had something to come in your life like it was a bully, and have you ever been bullied by something? Maybe it was your health, maybe it was school, maybe it was a test, maybe it was your emotions, but have you ever felt like you were bullied for something? What about the lines that they begin to draw in our life? And, and not necessarily physical lines, but the ones that situations have drawn in the sand, the lines and experience that experiences have drawn in the sand. What? Listen, guys, here's what I've learned. Whatever you encounter will always draw a line in the sand. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you encounter will always draw a line in the sand. Maybe to some people, the bully could be the finances. Maybe it could be a relationship thing. But whatever it is that seems to be bullying you, that seems to be challenging you, whatever we encounter will always draw a line in the sand. I I mean, it's true. It's true. God, listen. A little, a little bit about myself, right? Uh, if you don't know, uh, I was born in Mount Vernon, New York. I was. I was born in Mount Vernon, New York. And although it was kind of a, some, where I grew up was kind of a somewhat of a peaceful place, sort of peaceful, right? Although it's kind of peaceful, there were times that things kind of got rough. I'm not going to lie. Things got rough. And it wasn't necessarily so because it was in New York, so don't stereotype where I came from. But uh, there were times uh, when things got rough. I mean, there were gang fights. Yeah, there were actual gang fights. You, I could look out the window of the apartment where, where I lived, my mom, and you could look out the window, and there were gang fights. And you could not go outside because they were fighting right in front of your apartment. So there are a lot of gang fights, right? Uh, school fights, of course, people fighting in school. And, of course, other challenges. I mean, you can see people having other challenges all around you, uh, from drugs to domestic problems as well. But these people, like, I would see these individuals involved in these life-altering situations, and I would see people involved in these situations, And but some of these people, when you sat down and when you talked to them, right, and you had a chance to sit down and talk with them, they were some of the nicest people. I mean, you just got to see them 
hit somebody across the head with a bottle, but if you sit and talk with them person to person, they were some of the nicest people. They they honestly were. I mean, they would have all kinds of problems, but they were some of the nicest people. They had different domestic issues, but they were some of the nicest people. They were strung out. Some of them did drugs, and you could see them doing drugs every day, but they were some of the nicest people. One of the things I learned from that is you can't judge a person. You can't judge a person just off what you might see they're doing. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. So, I mean, they were some of the nicest people. And I remember asking someone, uh, I do, I remember sitting down and asking one of because one of them was a, a, a friend of my cousin's, right? So we saw him quite often. So I remember asking someone, why do you like to fight so much? And why are you in a gang? And this is what they told me. Their reply to me was that, that it was either them or the other person. They said, the reason I'm fighting so much is because it's either me or them. And they had already made their mind up it was not going to be them. They said they fight so much because it was either them or the other person. And they said that they said they fight because as far as they can remember, it's always been them versus somebody. They said as far as they can remember, it's always been them versus somebody, either them versus their teacher, them versus their family, them versus their neighbors, them versus the person at the corner store. But it's as long as they can remember, all they can remember has been them versus somebody. Let me ask, let me ask everybody this question. Have you ever felt like it's always been you versus something or another? Have you ever felt like it's either either going to be you versus this or you versus that? Have you ever felt like that it's always been you versus something or another? Have you ever felt like, man, I can't catch a break. I'm always, it's always me versus something. If you've ever felt like that it's always been you versus something or somebody. Can I get a me too in a chat? Because I'm going to be honest with you. There are times I felt like it was always me versus. No matter what it was, always me versus. I always felt like there was a versus there. And so let me ask you, have you ever felt like that it's always been you versus something or another? And whether it was you versus another person or another situation, maybe it was you versus some things someone may have said to you that you found it difficult to shake it off. Maybe it was you versus some words that someone said. Maybe it was you versus some things in a relationship, but it's always been you versus something. Oh, yeah, David, I'm with you, man. And one of my biggest fights was always me versus me. And sometimes our biggest fight is we fight against ourselves. I mean, always versus 
something, no matter what it is. Uh, I mean, doesn't matter where it comes from. I mean, sometimes it, it can be things that people have said to us. So we're fighting those things. Things our teachers may have said to us. So we're fighting those things. Things our parents said to us. We're fighting those things. The things we said to ourselves every day. So we're versus those things. I, I, I'm talking about the stuff that you say to yourself and about yourself when the crowd isn't there to pat you on your back. When the crowd isn't there to cheer you on. You versus something another. Maybe it was you versus the environment that you grew up in. Maybe it was you versus a negative self-image of yourself. Maybe it was you versus some previous experience that happened. But whatever it is, have you ever felt like it was you versus something? Seems like every time you get a foothold and you think you just might make a difference, it's you versus something. And we see this, guys. And listen, listen, Travis, I'm not that person. I can't say that. But look, we can say we see this all the time. Whether it's people at work, people in the store, and, and, and no matter what, we've seen it. We see this all the time. Some people at work or people that we meet, they always seem to be angry. Have you ever met someone who always seems to be angry? That no matter what happens, they always seem to be angry. I mean, you could come in. They can have the best job. They can have live where they want to live, have the college degree they say they wanted, and they're still angry. Have you ever seen someone or met someone that no matter what, they are quick to be angry, so ready to be angry? And we see people like this who at work, they're always seen to be angry. And they get, and listen, and they become easily offended. No matter what, they are easily offended. Because before they see you as an ally, they will see you as the opposition. Yeah, you can just walk up to someone and try to be nice, right? Try to be polite. Try to do the nice things. And before they see you as an ally, they'll see you as an opposition. The moment you try to be nice, they ready with their hands up. They're ready to fight. They're already ready to protect themselves. They're already ready to throw a punch. Because before they see you as an ally, they see you as the opposition, and they take sides ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. Let me put the picture up. Usually that's how it is, just like that. You go meet somebody. You're just trying to be nice. And here it is. They've already taken sides. And they're ready to fight. All you said was, man, that's a nice shirt you have on today. What you mean by today? I don't have a nice shirt on every day? Oh, come on, come on. I mean, easily offended, and their hands are up, and they're ready to fight. They get easier because before they see us as an ally, they will always see you as the opposition. So they take sides. They're ready to fight. Listen, 
it's not always that they're just mean-spirited people. Let me let me put that out there. What's up, Johnny, man? How you doing? What's up, Lawrence? It's not just they all are just mean-spirited people either. Everybody that we meet is not just mean-spirited. So let's just put that in. Sometimes it's because all they know is a fight. I mean, all they know is a fight. I've been fighting all my life. What's that famous saying from the color purple? Uh, I've been fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some folks, just like that, they've been fighting all their life. So I asked this person, I said, why are you in the game? Why do you like to fight? They said, for all they knew, as far as they can remember, it's been them versus something. They've been in a fight all their life. Have Is there anybody listening or watching that you've been in a fight all your life? I, I mean, you, you didn't have a normal childhood. You had folks bullying you then. You went to middle school, and then, but there's always been something. There's always been a fight somewhere. Whether because you were too short, you were too tall, you had to fight the worst, you had to fight the stigma. Have you ever, is there anybody in here that has always found themselves in a fight? No matter what it is. Sometimes People like this, it's not just because they're mean-spirited. Sometimes it's because all they know is a fight. So when we meet people like this, sometimes we have to not get so offended when they get angry because they may have just come out of a fight. They may have just left the last fight. When we meet them, they're coming from a fight. And all they know is it would either be them or somebody else. All they have ever known all their life was me versus something. Yeah, no matter what it is, me versus something or another. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, listen, now that I'm older, I, I remember speaking to this person, right? Now that I'm older. Yeah, man, listen, Johnny, man, you're right. Johnny and I grew up uh, on the same side of town in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right? And I kid you not, they did not like us because of the side of town we lived on. It was just a side of town to us. They did not like the south side, man, at all. I kid you not, it's true. Johnny, man, you're right, man. I promise you, they never did. I remember that. If you say you're from the south side, it's a fight. It's a fight about to happen. And, and I remember, man, I kid you not, I remember <laughs> I remember uh, this person talking to this person. And now that I'm older, right, now that I'm older, I think about the statement. I think about that statement, man. Yeah, man, Johnny was a fast runner, guys. So, uh, you know, you, you, you do what you want to do with that. He ran fast. Uh, now that I'm older, <laughs> I think about this statement. I think about that statement, right? And I think about what it means. I think about the statement of them versus something, them versus somebody. And and I think about that and how many people are still feeling this way right now, how many people are still feeling 
this way. There were times, even in my, I told you, even in my own life, I could say, I did. I always felt like it was me versus something. I was always a short person, so I was always fighting in my head, you're too short. I was always skinnier. I wasn't big, beefy, most muscly. So I was heard I was too skinny. I was always dark skinned. Oh, I was told, oh, you're too dark. I had so much to fight. And then, and then, guys, you take it and then you grow up in situations that aren't quote unquote ideal. And you have to fight those things. Yeah, you have to fight those things. And, and I began to think about this as I got older and how many people still feel this way. They still feel like it's me versus. It's me versus. Every day I wake up, it's me versus. So I know I remember I felt this way. And and sometimes from day to day, when I felt it was me versus, I never knew what that was going to be that day. I never knew what the versus was going to be like that day. And sometimes, and sometimes from day to day, you never know what that something might be. I mean, you might have to stare down a bully at school. You might have to stare down a parent who was on drugs or alcohol. Um, you may, listen, you might have to stare down a parent with an impairment and all the stigma that may go along with that. You may have to stare down not having the basic needs that your friends may have. And listen, and all the embarrassment and the stigma that goes along with that. And I begin to realize a lot of people still feel this. They still feel that it's them versus something. I, I mean, you grow up, and, and, and Johnny is saying, hey, man, I remember because we grew up on a certain side of town, we had a versus. I mean, you couldn't even tell people where you came from. You couldn't even tell people who your parents were. Have you ever felt like it was you versus something? They say you're not pretty enough. They said you're not cute enough. They said you're not handsome enough. But it was always you versus something. They said you're too fat. You're too skinny. You had a low self-image of yourself because you've been fighting all your life. And when you meet nice people, you're already on guard because all I know is a fight. When chances are when somebody met you, you were coming out of a fight or you were headed to a fight. Because all I know is a fight. Man, listen, and oddly enough, and oddly enough, guys, the same things we have to confront, the same things that we have to confront become the same things that draw the line. Yeah, the same things that we have to confront become the same things that draw the line and say, I dare you to try to do differently. I dare you to try to be better. I dare you to come up different than that. The same things that we confront become the same things that draw the line. And when you think about the story, guys, remember I talked about, you know, when I began about how 
you remember seeing people in the movies or TV shows, the things that we've done, you draw a line on the ground and you dare somebody to cross it, you know, the things we've seen. So when you think about the stories you have seen about two people who are facing off and the one person draws a line on the ground and dares the other person to cross it, the same things that we confront are the same things that draws the line. The same emotions that we confront are the same emotions that say, you bet not do this. The same fears we try to confront are the same fears that you're not good enough. I know you're not trying to do that. The same things we confront, ironically, are the same things that turn around and draw the line. It's the same things that dare us to try. It's the same things that challenge us. It's the same things that will hold us back. It's the same things that will cause us to become afraid. It's the same things that will cause us to doubt who we are and doubt what we can do. It's the same things that tell us every day we're not good enough. It's the same things that tell us every day we're not smart enough. Listen, part of the reason I used to read so much when I was younger and even now is because I always felt I wasn't smart enough. I always felt I couldn't be smart enough. And the same things that you confront will be the same things that draw the line, will be the same things that talk to you. It's the same things that will tell us every day you're not smart enough. It's the same things that will tell us every day you're not pretty enough or that you'll never get anywhere. The reason, listen guys, the reason a line is drawn is because it's telling us we don't have what it takes to cross. Yeah, the reason a line is drawn is because it's telling us that we don't have what it takes to cross. So it draws a line and dares you to try to cross over. It draws a racial intolerant line. It draws a cultural line. It draws a mental and emotional line that no matter what anyone says, you can't seem to think anything better about yourself. Have you ever encountered someone, maybe it's you or someone you know, that no matter how much you try to encourage them, no matter what you say positive about them, or maybe it's us, no matter what someone says positive about you, you just can't seem to see the same things about yourself that someone else does. The same things we confront are the same things that draw the line. Now, it will draw a line. Listen, and it will draw a line based on previous experiences and decisions. Have you ever had something to draw a line on you based on some previous decisions you made? Maybe the decisions weren't the best. Maybe the decisions didn't work out what we hoped. And each time we say we're going to do better, here this things come talking to us again. 
I know you're not trying to do better. I know you're not doing that. Look what you did. Look who you were. It will always say to you, what makes you think you can do and be any better knowing what you've done? Or, or it'll say, and it will look, listen, and it will look to confine you to just one side of the line. Now I want you to guess this part. And whatever we confront, whatever has drawn the line, whatever has dared us, whatever is challenging us, it will look to confine you to one side of the line. Let me ask this question, since we're talking about being on one side of the line, where something has dared us, where something has challenged us, where something has confronted us. Let me ask this question. Is it possible, is it possible that we have only been living on one side of the line. Yeah, is it possible that we have been living only on one side of the line? Is it possible that we have only been seeing things and seeing life from just one perspective? Have you only been seeing yourself from one perspective? Yeah, yeah. Have you only Oh, I know that's deep right there. Have you only been seeing yourself from one perspective? Have you only been seeing yourself as a parent, as a student, as a child? Have you only been seeing yourself as an employer, as an employee? Have you only been seeing yourself as a grandmother, as a wife, as a husband? Have you only been seeing yourself? As one perspective, have we only been living on one side of the line? Maybe you've only been seeing yourself as your culture sees you. Have we only been seeing ourselves in one perspective? Have you only been seeing yourself? Because, listen, because if we have not moved forward, then we are standing still on one side of the line. If we are just trying to fit in and become like everyone else, then we are only on one side of the line. If we're only trying to do just enough, guess what? Then we are only on one side of the line. Most of us grew up with certain cultural differences and cultural norms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When where either everyone that was in our culture did certain things and only those things. And if anyone thought about doing anything different, they would consider you strange or they would call you odd. Yeah, yeah, if you're a man, if you're a man and you say, listen, I'm only going to have eyes for one woman, they'll say you're strange. They'll say you're odd because you're doing things differently. And a lot of us grew up in a lot of cultural places, right? We have a lot of cultural norms, and we only do those things that our culture taught us to do. Am I right? We only do just what our culture told us to do. And we're either one, and listen, and we're either everyone that was in our culture did certain things and only those things. And if anyone thought about doing anything different, they would consider you strange or odd. Listen, if we are only doing the same things that our culture has taught us to do, we have been living on one side of the line. Listen, you might be good at it, but you're on one side of the line. You might be the best at what you do, but you're only on one side of the line. Listen, listen, you might capture everybody's attention. But you've only been living on one side of the line. You might be the best of it. Everybody might hit you up on social media. But you've been living on one side of the line. You see, most of us have lived on one side of the line all our lives. I know you may not want to admit it. Most of us, including me, have lived on one side of the line all our lives. We look around at our family and our friends and those that are close to us, and there are strong similarities between us and them because we are looking at one side of the line. Have you ever thought about what the other side of the line might look like. Oh, come on. Yeah, just too afraid to cross it. That's right, Johnny. Have you ever thought about what the other side of the line might look like? Now, you know, you. Now I'm going back to this picture. Get this picture in his mind. These two individuals, and they're standing there, and they're facing off. And one person draws the line in the ground, in the sand, in the dirt. And for the most part, most people stay on one side of the line. Have you ever thought about what the other side of the line might look like? Are we only seeing ourselves from one perspective? Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody who's willing to be honest that 
a lot of times I've only seen myself from one side of the line. I've only seen myself from one perspective. I've only seen myself as an employee. Maybe the other side of the line, I'm the employer. I've only seen myself as somebody who reads books. Maybe the other side of the line, you're the one who writes the books. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever wondered what the other side of the line looks like? Listen, if we if we want to think about crossing over, if we ever want to even think about crossing over, we're going to have to risk some things. Yeah, some things are going to have to be put at risk if we ever think about crossing over, we're going to have to put some things at risk. There's no way you can cross over and not put some things at risk. I want you to think about that image of these two individuals facing off. When one of them crosses that line, something is put at risk, whether it's the shirt, whether it's a tie, whether it's the person, whether it's the hair, you can't cross that line without putting something at risk. And if we ever think about crossing over, we have to be willing to put some things at risk. There's no way you can cross over and not put some things at risk. There's no way you can cross over and not draw attention to yourself. There's no way you could cross over and not be considered normal or ordinary anymore because people who usually cross over have to be willing to put some things on the line. They have to be willing not to be ordinary any longer. They have to be willing to no longer be called usual. Yeah, usual has to go out the door when you want to cross over. You can't call you ordinary when you cross over. Listen, if these two ever square off, it won't be ordinary. It won't be usual. You can't keep accepting ordinary when you cross that line. When you cross over, there's no way you won't draw attention. Because people who usually cross over have to be willing to put some things on the line. They have to be willing not to be ordinary any longer. They have to be willing to no longer be called usual anymore. And if you ever think about crossing over, you might lose some followers on social media because you're not doing it like everybody else. You're not being like everybody else. You don't show what they're showing. But if you ever thought about crossing over, you might lose some followers on social media. Listen, you might have to be willing to lose some things and put some things at risk. Because once you cross the line, there's no going back. And once you decide, not to be usual or normal. They might call you things like 
oddball. They may call you things like strange. They may call you things like oddball. Oh, you're just an oddball. You're you're just an oddball. Why are you doing it like that? Nobody in our family ever did anything like that. You're just an oddball. Nobody in our race has ever tried to do what you're trying to do. You're just an oddball. No woman has ever achieved what you're trying to achieve. You're just an oddball. You're too short to try to do that. You're just an oddball. Listen, you grew up in a single family home. What makes you think that you can do any better? You're just an oddball. You didn't have a good start. What makes you think you're just an oddball? God, listen, listen. Let me give you a brief history of why of why we call things oddball and where that term comes from. Let me give you a brief history of why we call things oddball. The term oddball was first used in the 1940s in baseball. That's right. It's a baseball term. Yeah. The word oddball is a baseball term. The term oddball was first used during the 1940s in baseball. The term was modeled, it actually modeled after the earlier word that you may be more familiar with called screwball. Yeah. So oddball came after the word screwball. Yeah, it's modeled after the word screwball. It was called this because when the ball was thrown, when the pitcher threw it, the pitch, when thrown by the pitcher, it will break or go in the opposite direction. So they would throw the ball and it would go in the opposite direction. The reason they called it an oddball because when it gets thrown, it will break and go in the opposite direction. And, and when they threw it, it was something that baseball fans had never seen before. They were used to a pitch, but they weren't used to it going. Oh, yeah, in the opposite direction. Yeah, fans had never seen it before. Listen, if you want to cross over, you have to risk everything and put your normal on the line. It was normal for them to see a ball pitch, but it wasn't normal for them to see it break and go in the opposite direction. So every time they threw a odd ball, it will break and go in the opposite direction. Yeah, here it is. A pitcher would pitch. He would wind up. He would get ready. He would throw the ball across the plate. And he would pitch an odd ball. Yeah, yeah. He would throw that ball and it would be an odd ball. I know the batter would be looking for something else. But he would throw an odd ball. Yes, listen. 
if you want to cross over, you have to risk everything. You have to put normal on the line. Listen, you're going to have to come out of comfortable. You're going to have to come out of everything that feels good. You're going to have to come out of everything someone may be used to seeing you do. Well, why are you doing this? Every Tuesday you did that. Now you're doing this? Well, that's odd because I'm an oddball. Yeah, I thought I just mixed it up a little bit. I'm an oddball. I thought I would string it up a little bit. I thought I would mix it up. I thought I would make it a little bit differently than what you used to seeing me do. Listen, baseball fans were accustomed to seeing the ball thrown, but they were not accustomed to seeing the ball go in the opposite direction. Listen, it might feel strange. It might look strange to others. It might even look wrong to some. And the only reason they called it an oddball is because they had no other term for it. In all of the English language, there was no other term they could come up with. There was no simile. There was no noun. There was no verb. They could not come up with it. The best they could come up with was the word oddball. Listen, you're going to have to come out of everything that feels good to you, out of everything that made you comfortable if you want to come over. Baseball fans were accustomed to seeing the ball throw, but not seeing the ball go in the opposite direction. So it might feel strange. It might look wrong to some people. They might question you about it. But, baby, I'm going in the opposite direction. Well, why are you switching it up? Because I'm an oddball. Yeah, yeah. There was no other way to describe what was happening. Listen, when you decide to cross over, there may be no other way to describe it other than oddball. Listen, I don't know about you. Let me ask you a question. Are there any oddballs listening tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it first. I'm an oddball. Yeah, yeah. You might, you don't know which way I'm going to come. You don't know which way I'm going to go. I'm an oddball. I don't fit the norms. I don't fit the norms of my culture. I don't fit the norms where I grew up from. Because if I stick around, if I were to do what I came from, I would be on drugs. I would be in jail. But because I'm not on drugs, because I'm not in jail, it's because I'm an oddball. The reason I'm on this show is because I'm an oddball. The reason things are flowing is because I'm an oddball. It's not that I'm weird. I'm just an oddball. Are there any oddballs listening tonight? I believe that there are some oddballs listening. I'm a listen. You know. That I am a positive, I believe in positive confession. You know that. Listen, if you have to say it in the morning, if you have to say it in the evening, if you have to say it before you go to bed, I'm an oddball. Yeah, I'll never fit in. Listen, the problem, listen, what made this ball stand out is because it didn't fit in. What makes you stand out is the fact that you don't fit in. I'm an oddball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know 
sound good. I know you might not like it. I know some people might think you're crazy for saying that. Yeah, I'm an oddball. I won't ever fit in because I break in a different way. I know you, I may look like everybody else, but I break in a different direction. When I am released, I break in a different direction. I'm an oddball. There's any oddballs listening. Yeah, yeah. You might do things differently. You might not look the same. Listen, you might not look the same, or you might, but you don't move the same. Listen, but it's how you move that has everybody's attention. When the fans saw the pitch, everybody in the stadium didn't know what to think. They didn't know what to say, but it was effective. An oddball does not have to be like every other pitch to be effective. As a matter of fact, its uniqueness is what makes it most effective. They named it an oddball because although it looked like any ordinary pitch, it did not behave like one. Yeah, it didn't behave like one. You might look like the people you grew up with. You might look like the people you spent time with. You might look like the people you said you grew up, but I'm an eyeball. When you decide to cross over, you got everybody's attention. When they threw the pitch, the entire stadium had to pay attention because this oddball was on the scene. Listen, when you woke up this morning, when you walked into the office, when you logged into your computer, they may not have recognized you, but they cannot dispute that that oddball is on the scene. They may say you're too short, but that oddball is on the scene because no one can do what you do when you do what you do. I'm an oddball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may not like you. They may not give you the, the props that you deserve, but they cannot deny that oddball's on the scene. They cannot deny you just walked into the place. You made it better when you showed up. I'm an oddball. Listen, when the pitcher threw that pitch, he made coming to that game worth coming. When the pitcher threw that pitch, he made showing up at that park worth it. You are worth the effort. Yeah, yeah, you're worth it. Oh, yeah, you're worth it. You're worth it. Yeah, yeah, you're worth it. You may be working for them, but you're worth it. Listen, you, you're, you're worth it. Put it in chat. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Yeah. Listen, listen, you can't be an oddball. You can't be an oddball and not confront the batter. Yeah, you can't be an oddball and not confront the batter. We were talking earlier about confrontation in our lives, right? Remember the picture of the two guys in confrontation. Now, I know we hear confrontation. A lot of people, confrontation is like a bad word. It's like a four-letter swear word. But you have to understand some confrontation is necessary. It's a necessity. 
You can't avoid all confrontation. Well, I just don't want to get in. I just don't want to get involved. I just don't have nothing. I just, I just, I got nothing to do with it. Oh, it got, it got something to do with it. You can't avoid all confrontation. Listen, there's no way to avoid all confrontation and have real peace. I want you to think about that for a minute. There's no way to avoid all confrontation and have real peace. Sometimes the peace you want is in the confrontation you need to have. So you can't be an eyeball and not confront the batter. So we're talking earlier about confrontation in our lives and how sometimes it can appear that things have drawn a line and dared us to cross it. Some situations we won't even bring up, and not because it may not be the correct time, but because it has drawn a line on us. There are some subjects families won't even mention, not because it may not be the best time, because that thing, whatever it was, whatever has drawn a line, and it has dared us as a family to even confront it. Most of us run from confrontation. Oh yeah, we run. I know we own a minute. Oh, uh, it'll work itself out. It won't work itself out. You have to work it out. You have to confront it. Everything does not work itself out. I, when I hear, when I hear people say everything will work itself out, I think about a piece of candy. And I think about a piece of candy that's wrapped up in a wrapper, right? I think about a piece of candy in a wrapper. And it could be your favorite piece of candy, your favorite piece of candy. And it's right there on the dresser within arm's reach. And all you got to do is reach out and grab it. Your favorite piece of candy right there wrapped up. Now, you want this piece of candy, but you don't want to take it out the wrapper. You want to taste the candy, but you want to deal with the wrapper. You want to taste the sugary sweetness, but you don't want to deal with the wrapper. Sometimes you have to take the wrapper off. If you want the candy, sometimes you got to take the wrapper off. I know you don't want to deal with it, but the wrapper has got to come off. If you want the candy, the wrapper has got to come off. You got to confront it. You got to deal with it. You can't enjoy it. Listen, have you ever seen somebody trying to eat candy with the wrapper on it? They're eating wrapper and candy. And that's how sometimes we are. We just we we, we don't want to deal with it. But we want the candy. But we don't want to deal with the wrapper. I mean, so many of us see confrontation as a negative thing. But whatever we choose, listen, guys, I want you to hear about this. I learned this lesson a long time ago, long time ago. And sometimes, sometimes we say, well, I'm just going to pray and it'll get better if I just pray. Or I'm just going to pray and blah, 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 and this and this. And I'll pray and it'll go away. Listen, whatever we choose not to confront, we also choose to allow. Let me say that again. Whatever, whatever things we choose not to confront, we are also choosing to let those things 
to continue. Well, allow it, let them allow it. If you choose not to confront it, then you also are choosing to allow it. So sometimes the answer we need is in the confrontation we need to have. Yeah. So if we go back to the image of the two people facing off, here we go. Let me pull it up. So we go back to the image of the two people facing off, right? In confrontation. And, and one person draws a line in the dirt. And there's the other person and there's the other person to kind of cross over. Listen, you have to make up your mind. I'm going to cross over if no one else likes it. I'm crossing over if I have to confront myself. If I have to confront my own thoughts. I'm crossing over if everybody likes me. I'm crossing over if nobody cheers for me. You might take some bumps and some bruises, but cross over. In other words, we may have to confront what's been confronting us. Yeah, you may have to confront what's been confronting us, and I don't know what's been confronting you. And I don't know what's been holding you back. Maybe it's been something negative that someone said to you. Maybe it's a negative thought or a negative self-image that you have about yourself. Whatever has been daring you, it's time to challenge it. If there are some, listen, there might be some physical impairments. Listen, it's time to challenge them. If there's some social or emotional challenges, it's time to challenge them. Challenge our own fears. Challenge our own way of thinking. It's time to challenge. Listen, look, see this. See it this way. See it this way. You have to understand this. Each time you confront, each time you confront what has been confronting you, you draw the line in the sand. Yeah, each time you challenge what was challenging you, now you are the one who's drawing the line in the sand. It doesn't matter if you have to use a stick or your foot. Draw the line. Listen, it doesn't matter if you use words or you use sign language, but draw your line in the sand. Make your stand that you're not going to take that another day. Not another day will you say something negative about yourself. Not another day will you think of yourself in just one terms, or not another day will you think of yourself in terms of any mistake that you have made. Not another day will you believe anything negative that someone said about you. Listen, they underestimated you. Yeah, let me just go ahead and throw that out there. They underestimated you. They didn't give you the credit that you deserve. They thought you would always see the line and that it would be a reminder of what you could not do. They thought if they drew that line in the sand, they thought if they drew that line, they just thought you would always run from it. They underestimated you. They didn't give you the chance or the shot you deserve. They had no idea that one day 
you will see the same line as an invitation of your possibilities. The line is not your limit. It's not where you start. The line is where you begin. Listen, let me give you an example and show you that the line is where you begin. Here's an example. Guys, the world's longest foot race is called the self-transcendence. Yeah, the world's longest foot race is called the self-transcendence. It is a 3,100-mile foot race, 3,100 miles on foot. Yeah, that's a long run on foot. It is that it is a 3,100 mile to the finish, but it all starts at a line. Yeah, 3,100 miles to the finish, but it starts at a line. They thought that you would see the line and back up. They had no idea what was in you. They had no idea that you had the endurance. They had no idea that they knocked you down. Whoop, you back up again. They had no idea that if life knocked you on one side, you would straighten yourself for the fight again. They had no idea that when one situation came, you would be ready for the next one. 3,100 miles and it started at the line. They thought that you would see the line and you would slow down. They had no idea that you were ready to accelerate. Just when they thought the line had you under control, this time, when you see it, it's where things pop off. Yeah, just when you thought you had you under control, oh, it's about to pop off because you refuse to let negativity have the last say-so in your life because you refuse to let the last hurt you experience be the only thing that you remember because you refuse to allow the last letdown and disappointment control your life. Look at somebody, there's no, it's about to pop off up in here. Yeah, I know you saw me down last week, but it's about to pop off. I know I was crying last night, but it's about to pop off up in here. Maybe, maybe. You had to face down every stereotype about you. Maybe you had to face down every stereotype about your gender or where you came from. It doesn't matter because this is the moment you let it all pop off. Guys, most people, a lot of people have heard of this person, Helen Keller. Helen Keller was an American and she was blind. Now, now get this. She wasn't born blind. She wasn't born deaf. So she was deaf and blind. But she was not born deaf and blind. Many people have heard about Helen Keller. Uh, at the age of only 19 months, she, con she contracted a severe fever. And as a result, she was left she was left both blind and deaf as a result of a fever, as a result of something else 
as a result of something that wasn't her fault, she was left blind and deaf. Isn't that funny how life sometimes, as a result of something else in life, you have to deal with things. As a result of this, then this. Because of that, then this. But she faced down every stereotype of being both blind and deaf. She was determined to shed every stereotype society placed on her. She went on to establish a school for the deaf and blind. Guys, listen to this. She graduated with a degree from Radcliffe College with a Bachelor of Arts, graduated cum laude in 1904 and becoming the first deaf-blind person to earn a college degree. Don't tell me you're too old. Don't tell me what your problem is. Don't tell me I can't do it. Don't tell me nobody will like me. Don't tell me it's not time. When if it's not now, when? She was deaf and blind and graduated cum laude and became the first deaf-blind person to earn a college degree. Listen, as a matter of fact, years after her death in 1999, her name appeared on Time Magazine's list of the 100 most important figures of the 20th century. She's dead. She's gone. She's no longer alive. And it appeared alongside such iconic figures as Albert Einstein, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Mahatma Gandhi. Listen, <clears throat> even after she crossed her line, it still has her name in good company. Because once you decide to cross your own lines, there's no telling what has been waiting for you. Once you decide to cross your own lines, there's no going back to who you were. So when I think about the two people standing there face to face in confrontation, and the one person draws a line in the dirt, they thought that this fight was all about them. Yeah, that thing thought that this fight was all about them. They thought this fight was all about what they wanted to do. But in fact, it's about what you are about to do. They invited you to the fight and had no idea that you came to cross the line. This time, you weren't looking to back down. You were going to shy away. You were going to be bashful. Because, listen, anything comes at this point because it's time to cross the line. Listen, crossing the line of every negative thing everybody said about you. Crossing the line of every negative thing that you thought about yourself. Cross the line of every cultural, racial, and self-identification that society has placed on you. Cross the line from everything they said you could not do everything they said you could not be and everything they said you would never be. I came to cross 
the line. I'm going to get out of here, but I want to know this real quick. Are there any line crossers listening to the night? Yeah, yeah. You may have been living on one side of the line before you heard this. But after this, I'm crossing the line. I'm no longer going to be what you thought I was going to be. I'm crossing the line. Guys, it's about that time. And as always, it's been a real blast. Listen, it's our YouTube page. Let's tell you something. Tune in right here. Each Thursday for a time, 6.30 p.m. Central, 4.30 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode. And also, guys, you can stream your favorite episodes on your favorite streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and so many more. Guys, as we get out of here, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being part of the show. And as always, imparting. If you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.